On Sunday Extra now, we're off to the waters off Lady Elliot Island, which is at the southern tip of the Great Barrier Reef, northeast of Bundaberg, because that is where the world's only known pink manta ray has been spotted recently. It's about 3.5 metres wide and it was first spotted back in 2015. The pink manta ray is known as Inspector Clouseau, which is a reference to the Pink Panther cartoons and movies, although pedants might point out that Clouseau was human and not pink in the way that the panther is, but I digress. The pink manta ray is also known as number 900 in the Project Manta database. Project Manta is a research collaboration that studies manta rays in Australian waters. Manta rays are classified as vulnerable to extinction in the red list of threatened species. And I'm very pleased to say that Dr Asia Armstrong, who's a part of Project Manta, joins us now. Welcome, Asia. Thanks very much. Question number one, Asia, why is this pink manta ray pink? That is a very good question. Uh, So we were very lucky to be in the water with Inspector Clouseau a few years back when one of our researchers was collecting uh, small tissue samples for genetic work. And so we were actually able to get a tissue sample from Inspector Clouseau and The jury is still out, so we have investigated the histology, which is like the skin structure, and that's no different to the other coloured manta rays. Uh, We've also had a little look at diet and infection, and we've ruled those out. And we've looked at the genetics to see if he's part of the same population that um, he's he's in the waters with and, and he still sits within that population. So we mm. believe that our last um, answer lies in a genetic mutation in the melanin production. Um, and this has been observed in other animals. Um, it's called... Uh, erythrism, where an animal's like skin or hair or feathers um, can exhibit kind of a reddish pigmentation. And we think that that's our leading hypothesis, but we still need to to get an expert on board to help confirm that for us. So we're still on the case of Inspector Clouseau, but um, it sounds like, uh, yeah, every time he visits, there's a chance for more study. Uh, Who spotted Inspector Clouseau most recently, Asia? Uh, So it was one of the dive staff on the island. His name's Ben Canty, and he took uh, the photos of Inspector Clouseau just about a week ago. Uh, He seems to turn up yearly on the island. He's often observed courting females. So we do hold across our fingers that we may see pink baby manta rays. I was going to ask you about that, yes. So Uh, so is Inspector Clouseau, uh, like his namesake, a middle-aged man? (laughs) Um, So it's very difficult to get the age of manta rays just from looking at them, Uh, but we do know that he's a mature male. So uh, the male manta rays do have external reproductive organs. So we know that he's at least 10 years old when he was first sighted as a mature male. So he may be closer to 20 now or he may be much older. We're not too sure. On Sunday Extra, we're speaking with Dr Asia Armstrong, who's a research assistant with Project Manta and research fellow at the University of the Sunshine Coast. Uh, Asia, I love some of the titles of the scientific literature that's come out of Project Manta. There's unique sequence of event triggers for manta ray feeding feeding frenzies, prey density threshold and tidal influence of manta ray foraging. There's papers on offshore excursions, deep divings and eddy affinity. Uh, This sounds fascinating. Can you tell us a bit more about Project Manta more broadly? 
Yeah, certainly. So Project Manta was set up uh, back in 2007 when there was really a paucity of data about manta rays globally. We knew very little about them at that time and Dr Cathy Townsend set up this project with a number of other academics. We've been doing all kinds of things from satellite tagging them, tracking them with acoustics, doing um, genetic work on them. And one of the key parts of our research is also doing this photo ID work where everybody can get involved. It's a great citizen science project. All you need is a camera and take a photo of the manta ray's belly. And the belly has a unique spot pattern on it. That's how we can identify Inspector Clouseau as well, not just from his pink hue, but also because he has this spot pattern on his belly that's unchanged through time, like a fingerprint or a birthmark. Uh, How often, Asia, do citizen scientists actually contribute to the project? Daily. We're we're very, very fortunate. We have great support from, from the dive community, particularly and snorkelers, spear fishermen. A lot of water users get involved in the research and at these key aggregation sites for manta rays, we tend to get photos submitted to us every day which is wonderful. Fantastic to hear. I mentioned in the introduction that manta rays are classified as vulnerable to extinction. What is the the state of the manta ray populations and what threats do they still face, Asia? Uh, Yeah, so manta rays uh, can be threatened by more cryptic processes like unmanaged tourism, microplastics in the water, marine debris. These kind of things can threaten them and and cause injuries. Um, However, in parts of the world, there's actually directed targeted threats to them. Um, They are targeted in fisheries for the value of their gill plates in traditional Chinese medicine. And uh, this has led to some pretty drastic declines in some parts of the world. So as I said, they are a long-lived species and they do take a long time to mature. They're at least 10 years old before they're mature. They live a long time. They only produce one pup and it takes 12 to 13 months gestation and they'll only do that every few years. So targeted pressures like fisheries are really unsustainable for these species. Uh, We also mentioned earlier that Inspector Clouseau is about 3.5 metres wide. Uh, How does that rate in terms of the, the size of manta rays. Yeah, so uh, Inspector Clouseau is a reef manta ray. There's two different species. Uh, the reef manta rays can get up to five metres disc width, so that's from wingtip to wingtip. The, the females tend to be the bigger ones, so they might be the ones meeting um, getting to that maximum disc width, uh, whereas the males tend to probably uh, he's he's a pretty decent sized one. That's that's probably the kind of upper end of the male size. The oceanic manta rays, which is the other species, they can actually reach um, from wingtip to wingtip over seven meters. So they're they're even bigger than the reef manta rays. Both large animals. <laughs> absolutely. I, I was looking at the Project Manta Facebook page, and there's some absolutely extraordinary footage of caught by a drone of a manta ray that's it's quite balletic doing sort of uh, I suppose oceanic circle you could say Asia uh, what's going on in that footage <laughs> Yeah, so that was recently captured um, up in the far north of the Great Barrier Reef by um, Richard Fitzpatrick, who's a cinematographer. He's done a lot of work with BBC and a number of different productions. Um, And we were very lucky to receive that footage from him. That manta ray is an oceanic, so it's the larger species, and it's actually feeding. So it's doing this somersaulting kind of manoeuvres 
which allow it to access the really dense patches of zooplankton in the water and feed on those. So often you'll see manta rays feeding on the surface and they'll just be swimming along the surface with their mouth open when there's lines of food available. But when there's more dense patches, they'll go into this somersaulting kind of mode of feeding in order to best exploit the food. Well, there's absolutely no doubt that manta rays are beautiful and fascinating. I'm not surprised that you're interested in them, uh, Asia, but uh, I understand that your work as a marine researcher did come after a bit of a career change. Uh, Can you tell us about that? And what is it about manta rays that you find so special? Uh, Yeah, sure. So it's probably a little bit of a cliche, um, (laughs) but when I was first learning to dive, I I dived with manta rays off North Stradbroke Island with Manta Lodge. And I think the moment I had one of them glide over my head, I was fairly captivated. And this was back in 2006. And at that point, there was nothing really known about them. As I said, that was very early on in research in terms of manta rays. And so I was quite determined to return to university and learn more about them. And I was very fortunate to return to the University of Queensland where Project Manta was set up. And I got involved in their research early on in my um, yeah research career. And so I've been with them ever since for about the last decade, which is fantastic. Well, it's been fantastic speaking with you as well, Asia. And we wish you many more sightings of Inspector Clouseau. And even we'll keep an eye out for the little baby Clouseaus if they might be on the horizon. Thanks very much for speaking with us on Sunday Extra today. No worries at all. Thank you. And that's Dr Asia Armstrong, Research Assistant with Project Manta and Research Fellow at the University of the Sunshine Coast. And it's well and truly worth checking out the images of Inspector Clouseau, the world's only known pink manta ray, and also some of the great videos of the non-pink manta rays that Project Manta has brought together as well. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.